0: Let us pray together. God of stars and angels, God of sheep and lambs, God of abundance and grace, you know us well, better than we know ourselves. You hear us cry, Gloria, and praise, and you watch us tear things apart with our words and deeds. You hear us say, Thy will be done, And And use me, me, O God. God. And you you watch watch us do do nothing nothing in response response to cries for help. You know us, and you love us, us, and you forgive. forgive. Hear Hear us now now, say, help us us to change, turn us around, around, make us more loving and and courageous and hopeful. hopeful. This This we pray in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Rejoice and be glad. Your burdens are lifted. Your captivity is ended. The Lord's great light pierces the darkness, breaching the walls of our prisons, revealing the way of true freedom. Light, love, and salvation have come to us this night. Christ is born, and with Christ, We are born anew. Well, settling in now, we'll move to the first scripture reading, which is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, starting at verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation, and he has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause the the righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all of the kings your glory, and your name will be called by a new name, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diatem in the hand of your God. So ends the first scripture reading.
1: Our second reading comes from the book of Luke, or the gospel of Luke as a better name, chapter two, verses 22 to 40. When the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. in his arms, and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for your glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer, night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who was looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning's service is a little different than our usual service. John Wesley had a, a passion for using, utilizing or, or making a note on the beginning of a new year to invite the people called Methodists to renew their covenant with God, to remember what God had done, and renew their commitment to live out the life of faith in their daily living. And so this tradition that was passed down, is one that we partake in this day as we embark on a new year. I hate to think of it as a New Year's resolution to be more faithful, to grow in our faith for the new year, because usually New Year's resolutions last about as long as the first two weeks of January, if not by the end of the month, and I hope this lasts longer. You'll be invited to follow along and the words are in the bulletin. They should also be on the screen. Though this will be a little bit more difficult to follow along for, with. And we begin. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Christian life is redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. Through baptism we have entered this life and have been admitted into the new covenant of which Jesus Christ is the mediator. He sealed it with his own blood that it might last forever forever. On the one side, God promises to give us new life in Christ, the source and perfecter of our faith. On the other side, we are pledged to live no more for ourselves, but only for Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. From time to time, we renew our covenant with God, especially when we reaffirm the baptismal covenant and gather at the Lord's table. Today, however, we meet as the generations before us have met to renew the covenant that binds us to God. Let us make this covenant of God our own. Commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. Give yourselves to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easily, more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests, others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and please ourselves, but then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. Let us therefore go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Lord, make me what you will. Put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart give it all to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the Savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except those who consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be in all or he will be nothing. Confirm this by holy covenant. To make this a covenant, a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time more than once to be spent alone before the Lord in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you. And carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant. In searching your hearts whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Considering, consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ. How holy, strict, and spiritual they are. And whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose them all. Be sure you are clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Reply, rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so you can keep your promise. Trust not your own strength and power. Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You have opened up your mouths to the Lord. You have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, Never go back. And last, be prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees. Lift up your hands toward heaven. Open your hearts to the Lord as we pray. And I will say here you, you may remain seating. You may bow. You are welcome to the altar rail to pray if you like. Let us pray. O righteous God. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness and not having done your will, for you have promised mercy to me. If I turn to you with my whole heart, God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, covenanting with you that no known sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch all temptations that will lead me astray from you. For my own righteousness is riddled with sin, unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you would let him. Before all heaven and earth, I here acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion and vow to give up myself, body and soul, as your servant, to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Jesus, I do here on bended knee accept Christ as the only new and living way, and sincerely join myself in a covenant with him. O blessed Jesus, I come to you, hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy of even wash the feet of your servants. I do here with all my power accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own worthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through your grace I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as the rule of my words, thoughts, and actions, promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to your direction and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart. O God, you know that I make this covenant with you today without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, guide me and help me to set it aright. And now glory be to you, O God the Father, whom I from this day forward shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory to be you, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood, and is now my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power have turned my hearts from sin to God. Almighty God, the Lord Omnipotent, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. So be it, and let the covenant that I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. You are advised to make this covenant not only in your heart, but in words, not, but not only in word, but in writing. Therefore, with all reverence, lay the service before the Lord as your act indeed, and, and then you have done this, sign it. Then keep it as a reminder of the holy agreement between God and you, that you may remember it during doubts and temptations. Also, as a reminder, as you came in, you may have seen it, but there are, is a basket of uh, bookmarks out there that Laurel and Veronica made when they were here. They are beautiful bookmarks with ribbon and care, On the back side of it is the Wesleyan Covenant prayer. When you find times of temptation or you find your faith slipping or you sense you need to renew, use this bookmark in your Bible study or keep it handy and turn that prayer over and pray it again. And may you keep that covenant through the year. So I hope you'll take one of those bookmarks, keep them with you, hold on to it tightly and let it be your guide and your refresher throughout the year. Let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks that you have given us the opportunity to come before you. You have opened up your presence to us through your son, Jesus Christ. And that there is no place that we can go, no distance that we could wander, that would ever take us outside of your loving care. And you have promised us that there is no prayer request that is too great, no need that is too great or too small to be outside of your desire to hear from your beloved children. And so we give you thanks, first and foremost, for all that you have done for us and all the ways that you continue to show your love to us, that even when we turn away, when we feel lost or alone, you have surrounded us with a presence, you have surrounded us with one another, you send us your spirit to remind us of your abiding love. It's in gratitude and humility that we come before you with our needs and our hopes and desires. We give you thanks for John's nephew, that he's gotten a job that can serve as a long-lasting career. We pray for his future and whatever that may be. We pray for Justin. We pray that he might feel found, that he might experience your love, that he might find his way. We pray for Nicholas and the experience that he had in his family. Whatever it may do, have done to him, Whatever he may be experiencing this moment, may he find those around him that will show him your love and your peace. Indeed, God, we have lifted up people in name. We lift up people in our hearts that for prayers that we cannot quite speak. We lift up all those in our midst who are sick and in need of care. We lift up Bob Smink that he might experience healing. We lift up Barb as he care, or Marge as he cares for. It. She cares for him. But God, if there is any way that we can be an answer to somebody's prayer, whether we have said it out loud or it remains unsaid, whether it's the prayers presented by the people in this room or outside in our community, we would ask that your spirit would move in us, creating an urgency within us to be guided by you into a world that desperately needs your care and a reminder of your love. For we have failed way too many times. We have not shown your light, and we have lifted our own self and our own desires up, even as we seek to be your church. So we need your help. We need your strength and guidance. We need your miracles to be your people here in Berwyn and around the world. We pray for all those who are suffering in our nation and around the world. We pray for all those who are in harm's way. We pray for those in war-torn lands who have lost loved ones, who have lost homes, jobs, and any sense of security. Indeed, the world does not seem flooded by your light, and yet we as your people can see your light shining, and we can carry your light into those dark places. And for this amazing and awesome and terrifying task, you have promised your spirit to be among us, to strengthen us and guide us and to give us hope. Help us to live as your people, to live as your disciples, to love you more each day, to follow you more closely each day, and to invite others along for the journey. And so as your disciples, we pray as Christ our Lord taught them. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now receive this benediction. I want to lift up the last verse of the, last, the song we just sang. Come, dearest child, into our, into our hearts, and leave your crib behind you. Let this be where the new life starts. For all who seek and find you. To you the honor, thanks and praise for all your gifts this time of grace. Come conquer and deliver this world and us forever. We are celebrating the Christmas uh, time, the Christmas season uh, still but Christ has grown, he has left the crib, and he takes residence in those who invite him in. May you have, who have taken this covenant this day hear the good news that he is there to guide you, to strengthen you, to be with you in this day and the next, and to forgive you when we have failed. May you take all that you have heard, all that you know to be true, all that you find joy in, into the world around you. And now let us pray the words we pray each week that should be on the screens now. Send to us all the people who feel unwanted and unloved in other places. If they can't come to us, send us to them. May you go from this place in the power and the presence and the love of the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May he guide you and protect you and give you strength until we meet again. Amen.